Not the most inviting planet. Feeling I've been here before. It's something you recognize? Nothing tangible. Just have a sensation, pervading air of. Can you feel it too? Shall we go back inside? What? I never know where I'd be till the end of time. I wouldn't sleep at night. Come on. Today's episode. The hair and the white outfits and the, the way they moved was really impressive. They actually say, You are too tall. I'm like, No, and I know now I'm not. And I'm like, No, I'm just the right height. I felt like she ran a lot, and I can see that's why you would have adored this story. <laughs> so, my first impressions were very good. Thank you. I'll have more of this. Thank you, please. Subjugation isn't necessarily part of a logical plan. Did someone develop them as sex toys? Hello, and welcome to World Enough and Time. My name's Alex. And my name's Andy. Hello, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Um, I was just about to say um, Christmassy things, but that doesn't work, so I could have responded with something else now. <laughs> Maybe try Easter and then we'll be closer to the mark, maybe. Happy February! (laughs) That was just so seasonally accurate. I loved it. I know. Look at me getting the month right. (laughs) Amazing. So, yes. Yes, it's a very non-festive time of year and I'm feeling as such. Yes. Um, What have you been up to? Lots of things, things that are good. Desperately tries to think of things. (laughs) Because everything I've been doing is Christmas related. Um, (laughs) Not Christmas things, not Christmas things. Ah, um, Yes, lots of things. Yay, good job. What I have to do this week is devise an escape room in our library, in our study. Um, oh exciting I've got all of the stuff I ordered loads of boxes and locks and loads of stuff and lots of oh my god fun things so people will have fun at this February time of year (laughs) non-seasonal non-Christmas escape escape room event (laughs) yes that's what it is the February escape room (laughs) celebration (laughs) (laughs) to make it a bit French even not no no no. <laughs> it's Christmas! I don't, I don't understand why everyone doesn't have a February escape room celebration. In fact, I think we all will now. Good. I'm pleased. Yeah. So, Good. I want to know what have you been watching on television, Alex? What have I been watching on telly? Well, I was. Very late to a not great party, but I'm I'm keeping <laughs> with the party anyway. Um, I am watching all of the many seasons of Fringe, 
it's Gosh. it's just one of those ones that just keeps going <laughs> like they're just oh. they, they don't know when to stop they're just <laughs> flogging a dead horse but they're just doing it so so oddly and i just um it's one of those that you you know that you will get some pleasure from the episode so it doesn't matter how bad the plotline is and how ill thought out the whole thing is it's just a, a real pleasure so yes I am very much enjoying it. Uh, you can watch about seven in a night, I find, even though they are about an hour long, so I'm, I'm not working out how I'm managing to do that, but I am quite tired. <laughs> so, can you tell me succinctly what it's about? Because I've heard of it, but I've never okay. seen it. So, it's basically like every other American FBI type um, series. Um, but then I think they decided it was too much like every other American FBI time series. And then they just kind of added a really freaky um, other universe element to it and just got weirder and more wacky every time. It's like okay. a every now and again, well, every episode there's some kind of paranormal style happening. Oh. Um, Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. No. Um, I was like, I was like, say, what alien type wacky, and then yeah, maybe, no. Yeah, and then well, there is well, no, there's no aliens, but yeah, it's all something a bit odd. Um, but generally, um, it's now been explained by the fact that there's another universe. Um, um, but yeah, they just they tack on bits to the plot all the time. So I'll, I'm sure I'll find out at some point there is no other universe or whatever. But they they explain everything away. Everyone who dies comes back at some point, and yeah, it's it's just silly, um, but an <laughs> awful lot of fun. So yes, Good. that is mine. Okay. Please tell me about what you've been watching. I feel like that was the real reason for you asking. So just <laughs> give it to me. The marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and it is marvelous. You got me onto yes. it, didn't you? Yes. yes, I did. Still, I've probably only seen halfway through series two, though, so I'm sure you're ahead of me now. Well, no, we're we're about halfway through series two, or maybe a little more than that. We just watched the episode oh. set in the Catskills, which we adored. We just okay. we just saw an episode. Oh, and it was just it's now firing on all cylinders. I think it's episode five or six of series two, and it's okay. just oh god, we were just like. Kept looking back at each other and looking at the screen, looking back at each other. <laughs> and this is amazing! So Maurice is loving it too. Yes, absolutely. Oh yay! Adore it. Oh, that's so good. Okay, I think that's. I probably need to get where you are. Then I'm probably not quite that far along. Okay, oh, okay. good. Yes. So it's about a woman in 1950s America, Jewish woman who um, is in the perfect marriage, and then it all falls apart because he has an affair. And um, she decides, well, she gets up on stage and does a comedy set and she's amazing at it. And she meets a woman who is hilarious and the best thing in it, played by Alex Borstein, Susie Ryerson, and she becomes her agent. And it's great. Yes, it is. Joel left you? Why? What did you do? Did you ever think you were supposed to be something and you, and you suddenly realize you're not? Yes. Married. I was a great wife. I was fun. I, I can't believe I'm losing him to Penny Pan. That's her name. Penny Pan. I'm sorry, but look at me. Who wouldn't want to come home to this every night? Oh. Hey, Bob Newhart's got a set of these at home. Rickled. 
15 years I've been working in clubs, okay? Twice have I seen someone deliver the goods. What are you talking about? How about your act? I am a mother. I don't have an act. And you will when we're done. Hi, everybody! I heard some uptown chick got arrested doing a set. What's the crime? Simulating a sex act while on stage. That's bullshit! Mrs. Mason! She's gonna do what with the life? <sighs> Sit around all day long eating bonbons. Is that what you want for her? Of course not! That's what's gonna happen! It's not! It's hey, done. Get out of here! This comedy thing, it has to work. We're gonna count to five. One. That's the end of my show, folks. Two. Tune in next week when my grandmother steals Three. my pearls and fucks my boyfriend. Four. The charge for pictures now. There's something here about miming a whore, tickling a man's testicles. Oh, I oh, did yeah, do that. Yeah, she did. It was fucking funny. <laughs> The agree. family, the family. I love the family. Yeah, <laughs> both families. They're just they're amazing. With parents are yeah. given a lot of screen time, and that's glorious. Yes. And the yes. biggest shock recently, though, is her new love interest in it is played <gasps> is played by Zachary Levi, who oh, golly, is currently on me, currently isn't? on the big screen in Shazam. Um, but oh yes, but he's. But we couldn't work out what we knew him from. We were sort of like, who is he? Who is he? We need to know who he is. We know we recognise him. He's like someone we know, but now quite big. Not fat, but more muscly now. And then we suddenly realised it's, yes, Kip, okay. it's Kip Stedman from Less Than Perfect, which was one of our favourite comedy series back in the day. Oh, I remember you got me on that for a while. Yes. yes. Okay. Anyway. Mm. Good. So, yeah, Marvellous Mrs. Maisel. Give it a watch. Give it a watch. I will. Again, you already are. Yes, I will. Yeah. <laughs> but well done for taking that idea and running with it. I always like it when you listen to me. It's one of my favourite things. Yeah, it happens occasionally. Yeah. I, I do want well to talk about um, the fact that some people have been lovely about our podcast. Lovely. Have they? Yeah. But I'm quite alarmed by certain podcasts. podcast stats. That's hard to say. Podcast stats. At the moment, where it's currently like people are really going through the back catalogue of us, and I'm like, really? There's other things you can do, but it's lovely. <laughs> oh no, don't say that. Well done, then. Yes, that's a very good way to spend your time. But yesterday, Graham Burke from Reality Bomb got a bit down about the world of of Doctor Who online and said it's all miserable and people are snipey and horrible. So he decided Gosh, to tweet. He's, he's... He decided to tweet his favourite things about Doctor Who, and one tweet was about us. Yes, and that's another amazing. Pod- we and are then- someone's favorite thing. I know. Well, they did. She didn't. He did mention two podcasts in that tweet, but um, ours was. He called it um, charming, which which Aww. is nice. He said he listened. He said he listened to us on rainy days to make himself feel happier. Oh, oh yes. Thank you, Graham. That's what we should do. That's a really good thing that yeah, we can yeah. do. Make we love Graham. We do. Graham, we Thank love you. Graham. you. <laughs> <laughs> because he loves us. Yeah. That's a, the only reason we no, are terrible. No, we like reality bomb as no, well. Thank you. No. Yes. Yeah, no, I like Graham very much. Mm. He was lovely when, um, yes, he made me feel better when I was doing that. Um, what do you call Commentary. Yes. <sighs> Commentary, yes, he made me feel like oh, I was funny, but I clearly wasn't. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> I saw Doctor Who fans yesterday. Did you? It was such a joy. In New Zealand. I just don't see enough of them. <laughs> yes. 
I've, it was, do you remember a long time ago when I just left um, the evil twat face and I had yeah. no friends and no life? Yes. Um, and the, um, yeah, I had basically at work, um, I had a, a, a colleague who I guess felt sorry for me. <laughs> <laughs> and she let me come to her house and force her to watch Doctor Who. Um, and it expanded to her um, secret boyfriend who she met at work. Um, and and then expanded to a couple of people. And so we became the Unitardises. There was not really a good reason that we were called the Unitardises. We just thought it sounded funny. <laughs> um, I mean, Unitard and... is a funny word in itself, but Unitardises takes exactly, it to a whole new level. Exactly, the whole unit. <laughs> and so we just all used to hang out and watch Doctor Who and crochet and it was joyful and she lives in London now so she came back um, and yeah pretty much on the first day she came to meet me and then met up with all those people again and it was just lovely and I felt like yes these are my people I understand you and you all make sense and I love you so yeah no I had a very nice time so yeah I need to do more of that and they're all telling me I need to do Dungeons and Dragons and I'm like I don't think I can but I'm almost considered why not tell me the why not because I did it and I should never have done it (laughs) why they asked asked me to leave Alex Why did you ruin it so? I know, I totally ruined it. This is years ago now. But because I questioned everything that was being said and could not get into it, and it was like this person who was the dungeon master had all this authority and pretended that they were all planned it in advance, and they didn't. They just made things up as they went along. And I was like, no. And like I threw a five, and they said, oh, your bow didn't work. And I'm like, well, why didn't it work? I felt like it worked. And (laughs) (laughs) I just was so difficult. It was just like, oh, I just funny. couldn't deal with the authority of it at all. I really, yes. I don't think you would be able to either. No, I'm sounding, I'm feeling like I could struggle already. Yes. Okay. Oh, honestly. Okay. And it was really like, they were all looking well, around each other like, can he just leave? Can he just go? <laughs> spoiling <laughs> it for everyone. Because <laughs> we're all happy to be goblins and other things. And he clearly isn't. Yes. And I just kept breaking yes. the fourth yeah. wall. There's a fourth wall, which you're not allowed to break. And I just broke it like 99% of the time. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, you're a bit of a ruiner. I'm getting <laughs> Totally. <laughs> okay. Yeah, actually, the girl who was like really excited about me um, taking part, she's like, oh, honestly, you'd have so much fun. Honestly, you really should do it. And then she's like, but you're not coming to mind because you'll ruin the plot. <laughs> like, exactly. Okie doke. <laughs> You totally would, though. She's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have this right. memory. So, yes, I have this anyway. memory of traversing a hillside for a long time, longer than they wanted, because I just questioned everything that was being said. <laughs> oh, pop. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I don't like throwing it. Oh, I don't like throwing it. Sorry. To... Carry on. Yes. No, you can't. No, tell me all about the Dungeons and Dragons. I didn't like the the crapness of throwing a dice to decide things. That just was shit. Anyway. I know what you mean. That does feel weak. And we did, yeah, that was the worst part. of. I remember when we used to do our Choose Your Own Adventures, we kind of skipped the dice bit in the end. It was just like, we just won, all right? (laughs) (laughs) We beat the thing. However hard it was, we beat it. Because we're not going to beat it and die. Why would we do that? Exactly. Who's ever going to go to that? I'm sorry, you died. Well, we'll put <laughs> that book straight insane. back on the shelf then and stop. <laughs> yeah. 
silly. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> okay, so I've just ruined it. I, I won't tell any of the people I met that I'm definitely not going to do that then. So, bugger. Um, but yes, this, no, this I episode is allowed... this episode is going to be titled "Why You Should Never Invite Andy and Alex to Play D and D." To do anything, yeah. I think, just never invite them to your home. No, ever. Um, yes, I have got permission to remove my moon boot. Hey, moon amazing. boots going? Yes. Well, no, not entirely, oh. but I can take it off every now and again. Oh, I see. Which is great. So, <laughs> and it wasn't that big a news, all right? They did, moon they did news! Moon boot I news! <laughs> I was so excited by the moon boot x-ray. Well, it wasn't the x-ray, but it was my ankle. Um, and then she showed me a picture of my ankle looking identical to it from the previous x-ray. Oh. And she's like, oh, you can probably just take it off every now and again. I was like, why? She's like, well... You just probably could. <laughs> well, I feel absolutely confident now. This sounds like so. less than expert advice. <laughs> she was one of those people who do stuff with bones. Mm. That I was orthopedic something. Yes. I'm not sure if regular anyway. listeners to the podcast know that when you were recovering from your accident that you actually walked all the way to the beach with me with a broken ankle. <laughs> <laughs> I do just think I was being a bit feeble. Yeah, I was like, come yes. on, um, come on, girl. <laughs> yes. Well, the other silly thing I've done is because I got permission to remove my moon boot, yeah. um, I bought a car and went for a long drive, <laughs> which was oh. also very silly. <laughs> um, I didn't see that, I didn't see that I, one I, coming. <laughs> no, my, um, my occupational, no, my physio spoke to she's like, um, I guess it's possibly okay, perhaps if you went to Browns Bay, being like a two-minute drive, yeah. and then I went <laughs> for about fifty-minute drive, and got myself very scared because the concussion clearly hasn't gone, and I was terrified of everything. Oh, <laughs> I was just like, too much data input. Oh no, my ankle hurts. Ah! <laughs> oh, God. So, that sounds awful. Like, Oh, very silly so silly yeah, girl i just stop it perhaps take things a wee bit slower but i got excited anyway yeah. there we go good gosh the news is just flooding in isn't it um, so much news this episode <laughs> god if only the kelly act knew about my ankle updates <laughs> <sighs> so i'm waiting patiently yes. for the next segment of the show okay <laughs> Patiently. Just tapping your fingers, are you? Yes. Hoping something good's going to happen. Well, well, let me tell you, young man, young fellow me lad. Yes. Um, I have prepared <gasps> a quiz. Oh, my good God. A quiz, you say? Yes. Quiz! A quiz. Quiz! Quiz! The preparation was extensive. I know, it always is. It always is. Always. And... Um, it is entirely accurate in every possible way. As so I'd you're expect. not allowed to question any of it <laughs> at any point. So. That sounds, I'm having Same. flashbacks to when that dungeon master was talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that person was correct. Um, they were. So, you have... <laughs> You have a lot of work to do. Oh, There's a lot required of you oh, in this particular no. quiz. I know. So, I have in front of me... I'm actually palpably nervous. Top... <laughs> Are you? Yes. I have a top ten list oh, my Lord. of... 
<laughs> I'm liking those episodes of Pointless when people say, oh no, before they even explain what they've got to do and people stand there saying, ah. <laughs> anyway, yes. <laughs> it annoys me that does, but anyway. <laughs> Good. Um, and you are required to tell me mm-hmm. the stories in front of me that have the highest death count. <laughs> oh, lordy. <laughs> yes, from top to bottom, from a very, very reliable source. Oh, no. <laughs> Therefore, no questioning allowed. <laughs> this isn't your brain, is it, the reliable source? <laughs> no, thank Christ for that. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm thanking Christ for that as well. <laughs> so is this, yeah. so is this classic ten. and new or classic only? No, it's just classic. Thank the Lord, yes. I'd never get yes. that. Okay. And by death count, I will clarify, we're only counting humanoid deaths. Oh. We don't ever care. No. And a humanoid, again, it doesn't really, we're stretching. I would say an ogron isn't humanoid, so sorry, Gruntly the ogron. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. We're going to get some tweets about that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because Day of the Daleks does not feature, just saying. Okay. Um, so There's clues! Clues! <laughs> clues! So yeah, I was looking through this list and I was like, but what about that one? Because definitely more people died. And what about that one? But really, it's got to be humans, I'm guessing, but I am going to stretch it to humanoid okay. because I actually can't remember some of these and I'm thinking, shit, if you're going to say these people are from another planet, I'm going to be stuffed. Mm. There we go. I'm immediately thinking of you lots of alien deaths, which isn't helping me now. Okay. No. So this is no. people dying. Okay. Lots of people dying. People dying. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. So. And so, the from the most bloodthirsty to the least. Well, I've got to get the order right as well. Well, it would be helpful. <laughs> yes, I'm it. really questioning the bottom ones. <laughs> I'm going to say <laughs> that the most bloodthirsty is ambassadors yes. of death. It's not even on your list, is it? It's not on my list! What? And there's, there's, it's not on my what list! Shit! Who's, who came up with this bloody list? Oh, I don't know. There's just lots How of gunfights. There's lots of deaths in it. Even we watched Does it recently. Does anyone visibly die? Yes. Okay, you ha- they have to have had a character name. You have oh, to have given a Oh, they have to shit. have character names. This is new information. Well, oh, come on. You can't just count the... The guy you fell over in the corner, like that's not. No, but it's not guys who fall in the corner. There's death constantly. It's wall to wall death. Um, John. Wall to wall death. Is. That's what ambassadors of death is. It's terrible. John was like, there was too much killing in that, and for John to say that, it's like, oh my god, that was a bad story. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. So not ambassadors okay. of death. So that's one point off <laughs> my possible. All right. I'll say warriors of the deep. Oh fuck. <laughs> no, no, that's the one at the end where Davison said there had to be another way because there's so much death. Okay, not that. Fine. Okay, I'm gonna say the Daleks. Um. No, that's the one at the end where Ganeta says there's been too much death. There has to be another way. <laughs> also, not on the list. Okay, Shit. right, let me think. What else? Um, I'll end up being random because they, they were the three that I thought were definitely there. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> According to a man who's obviously very wrong. No, he might yeah. be right. 
I don't like him, but he might be right. <laughs> okay. I think it's unlikely because mm-hmm. I've got one that, that one of them has a body count of one and that's made the list. What? <laughs> what sort of crazy ass quiz is this? Uh, <laughs> I'm doubting. I feel like my. I'm doubting the veracity of this quiz. Up. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually with you there. <laughs> oh, that's really bad. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of all... Oh, Horror of Fang Rock. Horror of Fang Rock. Uh, You see, that popped into my head and I was like, that's definitely going to be in there. And it's not! That's the one where every regular, every guest character dies. And they even have names. And they all have names. (laughs) So, I'm sorry. (laughs) Are you sure this isn't isn't a list of people where the stories where people don't die? Are you sure it's not that? (laughs) Understand. No, I don't know. <laughs> those four were definitely think... in it, in it to win it. Okay. So oh, how about Dalek Invasion of Earth? This... Dalek Invasion of Earth. That is in it. Oh that is my it. god! <laughs> my lord! <laughs> my lord! <laughs> I've got one, one point. I don't trust this. And could you hazard a guess at how many deaths there was? The body count, please. Twelve. It was close. It was a good guess. 17. Oh, that wasn't bad. Thank you, I'm sir. also going to venture Doctor Who and the Silurians. No? Yeah, nah. No. <laughs> <laughs> there was a plague in that that wiped out all of the Earth's population. <laughs> well, not quite. It got to London. Just a couple. Just a couple of couple people. Of <laughs> Should we just say I got one point and move on to something else? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to but, think. I, I can't think of anything else. Are there any obvious ones on the list that I should get? Genesis Genesis of the Daleks? The body... No, still no one uh, died, clearly. There was, there was a war and nobody, nobody died. died. Um, <laughs> Loads of people died in there. Um, there's one that has a body count of 53 Ooh. that I'm hoping you could... Mind of yeah, Evil? That's probably... No, nobody no. died. Prison Riot of Death? No, no. No deaths. Um... Oh. Right. Oh. Dalek's master plan? Don't know. Um You can see I'm thinking Dalek shooty right. shooty death okay. death. <laughs> <laughs> Just name Dalek stories, right. it'll be fine. Let's pause. <laughs> pause and I'll find a new quiz. Alright, are we gonna do a different quiz? <laughs> I think we better add. We can keep this one in, I and everyone so. will be very impressed about the lack of my planning. Replacement yes, quiz! No. Replacement quiz! Replacement quiz! People will want to know what the ones on the list were, though. Can you just read out what they were? Oh, that's true. Yes, at some point when I haven't just left the page. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> Most dead in Doctor Who. Oh, Here we go. Yeah. Okay, so we have in first place resurrection with fifty three deaths. Oh, that's true. That's Second that place. was a true one. Okay, good. Yeah. Caves of Androzani. Oh yeah, that is quite died. Deathy, Yes. Okay, good. Dalek invasion of Earth. You got Earth Shock. Oh yeah. Sixteen. Deathy. Yes. Said seeds of death. Fifteen. I couldn't remember at that many deaths. Death and seeds okay. of death. I know it's got death in the title, yeah. but it still wasn't a clue. 
Oh, we've actually covered quite a few of these. Uh, Spearhead from Space. Oh. 13. Yeah. Remembrance. Oh, 10. Yes. Tomb of the Submen. 6. Oh. Ark in Space. 3. Well, and there's loads of them. Like every Doctor Who story, oh, no! at least three people die. Oh, no. That's why I sued across. Um, I should have questioned it earlier. Um, <laughs> right. Um don't say anything funny for like the last the next five minutes, all right? Just be very dull, please, while I research. Okay. La la la. I could sing to everyone. Shall I sing? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> well, you can sing to me. Just don't put anyone else through that shit. <gasps> so um, rude. I, I wonder if Graham's having a nice um, time listening to us in the rain. Hello, Graham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to think of him with a nice sort of orange cagoule hood on. That would be good. Do you? Yeah. Always like oh, to think when of him I like was that. thinking of him in the rain, I was thinking he was inside. Oh, I see. Inside. I've got this whole outdoor extravaganza in my yeah. mind. <laughs> he's just like, it's gone raining. I'm running outside right now. I mean, he's he's okay, gone past good. this pool in which MGM um, musicals are going on and there's people coming up from the service in mermaid <laughs> costumes it's all happening people are diving in <laughs> yes. unison. there's yes, balls being balanced too. on the heads of seals it's all happening good good <laughs> right okay well I am so damn ready for this oh. quiz I quiz am, two yeah. number I two quiz quiz two quiz two <laughs> Revenge. Oh okay. <laughs> this is gonna be <laughs> Right, okay. I would like you to tell me who directed yes. The War Machines. Oh. You see, this is not a good idea for the quiz. Um I kind of think it could have been. Michael Ferguson. Well done. Well yes. done, you clever chap. Phew. Good job. Good. Got it. One point to One you. Got a little tally going yeah. on here. Right. Okay. Good. Okay. So then, how about the moon base? Morris Barry. Oh, listen to you. Skill, if yes. ever there was some. Good. Right, I'm writing these down after you've done them, and I'm very impressed. Um, okay, good. Right. Let's go with... Fury from the Deep. Ooh. Hugh David. Good job. Yes. Thank you. Is, Thank you. Very impressive. Um, what part of your brain learned this stuff? Like I don't know. Okay. Um, okay. I did once sit in a pub, a pub with Ian Chambers, and he, we had a director off. He was much better at it than me. Wow. Okay. So I'm doing. I'm surprising myself so far. Okay. Good. Doctor Who and the Silurians. Timothy Coombe. Well done. Yes. Very impressed. It's quite stressful. Is it? <laughs> it's very stressful. Okay. Um, 
I'm not giving you that one. <laughs> Didn't you buy me his bloody autobiography or something? <laughs> sorry, no. <laughs> no, it's wrong. Sorry, no. Uh, <laughs> um, Rude. Right, Day of the Daleks. Oh, Louis Marx. Wrong. Oh, no, he's the writer. Yes. Damn it. Yeah, I'll, I'll oh, let you so follow the, that up. The with director. Mm. The director of Day of the Daleks. Lenny Main? So close. Oh, not Lenny Main. Not Lenny Main. <laughs> I knew, I knew, oh, not Lenny Main. <laughs> Paul <laughs> Bernard or Bernard? I feel. Oh, Paul Bernard. Oh, Paul Bernard, Paul Bernard. yes. I wouldn't have got that one. I don't think I would have got that one. Right. No. The Three Doctors. Lenny Main. Good job. Thank you. Planet of the Daleks. Ooh. Mm. Oh gosh, it's on. Is that David okay. Maloney? Yes, it is. Yeah, phew. this is skill right here. Um. Oh no, I need to. Uh, Giving you a point that you didn't deserve. Um, <laughs> um, the brain of Morbius. Oh, that is terrifying me because I've got a massive blank and I shouldn't have at all. That is just ridiculous. I know it's written by Robin Bland, which is Terence Dix oh, in yes. Secret. But the director of the brain of Morbius should be really freaking obvious mm. and i'm just I think that. deeply embarrassed that i don't know who it was good uh, you are just so exposed uh, right now so damned exposed i really am <laughs> this is just awful <laughs> i feel terrible <laughs> who directed the brain of morbius on that while you're thinking yeah. Liz, yeah. who um, was the original Unitardist lady with me, is very keen to guest star in our Brain of Morbius episode. It's her absolute favourite and she'd love to be a part of it. Oh, well, we must invite her aboard then. So. We must. Um, but at that point, I'll hate that story because I didn't get the director. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and the director is directed by... As if that helps, because anyone ever says yeah. that. <laughs> oh, I know the one there. <laughs> Oh, you're going to have to tell me and it's going to kill me. Go on. Christopher Barry. Christopher Barry, of course of it is. Course. He's a famous, famous Doctor Who director. He's directed loads. Yes. That's what they all say. Uh, right. Okay, I'm going to avoid some very obvious ones. Um, Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a doomsday. Oof. Oh, God, I've just realised I don't know anything going upon Davison onwards. Good. <laughs> oh, it could be flipping anyone. Fourth of damn doomsday. I think I only know up to the fourth doctor. <laughs> um, fourth of doomsday. It was going so well. Written by Terence Studley. Directed by someone else. Yes, it was. Someone uh, else. Oh, poo and wee. Um, it's all gone to hell in a handcart, Alex. I can't <laughs> lie to you. <laughs> really? You've got a couple wrong. That is all. Fourth to Doomsday. Um, what sort of directors were around at that time? Mm. Is it P. 
Peter Grimwade. No, very close. No. Can I give it to you? Yes. It's John Black. John Black. I would never have got that in a million bloody years. Good. Good. Um, right. Enlightenment. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, no. Oh, no, I don't know that one. <laughs> or do I? So much excitement. Is it a woman? Yes, it is. Oh, I thought it was. Is it Fiona Cumming? Yes, it is. Good <sighs> job. You. So, you got seven out of ten, you clever chap. Thank you. Thank you kindly. Yes. Well done. <laughs> Hope I added that up right. Good. Um, good. I'm glad that that went absolutely seamlessly. It's good to know, isn't it? It did. Yeah. We didn't need a replacement quiz. It's fine. It's fine. I know. No, it's, it went just Good. as I wanted it to. So, yay! But hark! Oh, hark. gosh! <laughs> Here she is, everyone's favourite crow. Hey, it's the Kalia! How have you been? I think she's been very well, judging by her plumage. <laughs> Is it looking colourful? I do know it said plumage, by the way. I know. Some people writing and saying, he pronounced plumage incorrectly. (laughs) Good. So, I'm unfurling the scroll in time-honoured fashion. And the scroll just says, Happy Christmas, one and all. (laughs) Does she not know it's... February escape room February. celebration. I loved your pause. Did she not know it's know. February? No, it's February escape room celebration day. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> February escape room celebration. Go away, Kaliaki. Useless. So Is that true. harsh? No, just She's no. gone. Yeah, she's in her house again. Oh, just so cool to animals. We love you, Kaliaki. Bye. She's gone. Right, I'm going to have to give you a sound effect and either you can mask it or you can um, just add to it. But I'm going to have to take my moon yeah. boot off. Um, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moon boot. Listen to the sound of the moon boot. Moon boot. This is my favourite sound. Oh, there we go. Have you got a sweaty foot there? I've got a what? A sweaty foot. A sweaty foot there. I don't get sweaty feet. I get really cold feet. There we go. Yes. Good to know. Yes. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Great. So, so we've caliacked. We've quizzed. Us. What the hell is next? We've quizzed. Story du jour. Which is? Which is... No less than Destiny of the Daleks. Exciting. Our mission is directed against a force known as the Daleks, a race of evil automatons. Yes, thank you, thank you, I know. You know the Daleks? Oh, better than you could possibly imagine. I don't know the answer. Please leave me alone. Detector indicates truthful response. Until the Daleks' universal supremacy is accomplished, 
I cannot allow myself the luxury of death. Oh, poor Davros. However, it is a luxury I shall delight in bestowing upon you. <laughs> You're very generous. Alex, tell me. Yes. Destiny of the Daleks. When did you first see this story? And tell me how you felt about it. What were your first impressions? Okay. So I'm fairly confident that this would have been seen first on UK Gold. I don't think it was one because it's quite late to be released. So I remember, I remember. Well, I had it on a video. I had it on a videotape. Did you? That I got from. I bought off a fan. So you probably saw it on that. I remember. Okay, so but... it being grainy and bad quality then does ring true. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I always associate this. Um, story with bad quality like I do just it oh, wakes me up so much I just uh, even though I've seen others in much worse quality I guess since because the first time I watched it it was just so crappy um it that has kind of marred things ever so slightly um oh. I do remember your extreme excitement um I think <laughs> it was possibly one of the few where because uh, you were always really actually good about restraining yourself and not saying, oh, and then this happens and this happens. and then. <laughs> but I feel like you didn't restrain yourself quite so well at this one. <laughs> you, like, <laughs> like when Romana falls down the shaft, you were just like, I told you it was going to happen. <laughs> like it was very, <laughs> like you were just watching it a little bit in advance for me. And like the Movellan thing, you just kept looking at me like, listen, <laughs> you must hear this. <laughs> it's important. So I... I, I don't think it was my favourite one initially to view. And also, I did initially find her outfit a little bit... I, I, I knew how much you loved it as well, and it just it annoyed me because it was just so washed out. Like, the whole show was all quite washed out, which I think is fine. Like, it was supposed to be Scarrow and ravaged by war. But it just... Hmm. It just I, had, I had a feeling of washed out dirtiness about everything. Uh, okay. There we go. First impressions. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Yours are not the same as that, I'm guessing. So I first saw this when it was first on, on the 1st of September 1979. Yes. Research, baby. Yeah. Um, when it kicked off season 17 of Doctor Who. And I saw it in black and white, I think, 1979. It must have been, because we didn't get colour until a few years later. Right. But um, yeah, it was. I just loved it from that moment. And I think it was actually the first Dalek story I ever saw, which I've really struggled with the idea of that. Mm. And therefore the first Davros experience as well. Right. But I'm sure I was so excited about it that I must have known about Daleks. And they were on TV in the 70s anyway. Yes, people but just I don't... talked about them maybe. Yeah, but maybe I saw a slight bit of repeat of Genesis the Daleks when I was very young, so I kind of knew what they were. Yeah. But, um, but I just, I just loved it. That series of Doctor Who, series 17, I loved and still do, despite the fact that it's not well regarded by a lot of Yeah, you're, you've always really had a thing for that season in a way that has confused. Yeah. Like your, is that the same season as um, Horns of Nymon or not? Yeah, but it has also got City of Death in it. Yes. So rightly good. Yes. Creature from the, Creature from the Pit mm. and Nightmare of Eden. Mm. <laughs> Which, which I've always loved as well, and I know. Yes. Good. Okay. Yes. Great. So my first impressions were very good. Thank you. I'll have more of this. Thank you, please. Good. Yes. Yeah. I can understand. So 
watching it now. Yes. Dan, what did you think um, overall? Uh, I knew that my opinions from the first time were kind of wrong and marred. So I kind of, I had got higher expectations than I've just kind of explained. Like I knew that it was actually quite a good story and um, that obviously the joy of Tom and Lala together would be realised and fun. Um, so yeah, I yeah, I liked it. I thought it was quite snappy, actually. Really quite, it kind of romped along in a, a really quite agreeable way. I didn't feel like there was much dead time. Like there was, I was pretty exhausted when I was watching it. I don't know why. Um, oh yeah, that terrible long drive I had. Um, and oh, <laughs> and um, <laughs> yes, and so I kind of, I was really kept going quite well. Like whereas normally I would be able to just drop off and be like, oh, actually I can't deal with this right now. I was it was it was pacey and interesting enough to keep me going when I was zonked. So I thought that was that was a good news thing. I was quite pleased there. So I watched it with Marisa and John the first episode, and then I watched the last three episodes with with John because Marisa wasn't available. I can't remember why, but um. I really, really loved the first episode. I thought it was really strong and really good. Mm. But um, I felt that it starts really strong, but isn't so strong as it carries on. Right. But I've never felt that before. And I think it's maybe just because I made more theatre of us sitting down to watch the first episode. So it's kind of felt more special just because we were less... <laughs> does, does that make sense? Yes, I love the theatre you create. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to do that with everything. You could make watching like paint dry feel exciting if you. If I know if I just right set way. it up right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I think yeah. it was probably just more to do with that than anything. Yes. But um, but I just think that the central conceit and the idea of it is fantastic. Yeah. Although it's nothing to do with Terry Nation, I don't think. I think he was told everything to put in it basically. Really. And it's more. A, it's more a Douglas Adams creation than anyone else, I think. Right. Well, Graham Williams, who was the producer, came up with the idea of the stalemate between the, the logic stalemate between two robot races. Yes. Um, from a short story by Isaac Asimov and a film called Stalemate. Ooh. And suggested to Terry. And I, th- I think when he reads suggested, it basically means, Terry, we don't want to pay for the same script again. So <laughs> we're doing this. <laughs> And having read the sort of synopsis of Terry's scripts, Terry Nation, um, um, his scripts seemed very sort of B-movie sci-fi and Douglas Adams, the script editor, sort of really elevated it to something more interesting and funny and clever. Yeah. Because even like, oh God, the Movellans in Terry Nation's original script were called the Petrans Mm. and they were all just women. They were all women. I don't mean just women. I mean, they were just a race of beautiful women only, Mm. you know, and that was kind of like, it's a sci-fi trope. Yeah. Yes. But that was changed. So it was like, well, they're beautiful people, aren't they? Yes. Yes. Are they supposed to be beautiful? um, They're meant to be. And I think, I think it might have been one of the... um, the names for the story was the beautiful people. I think that might have been one of the original titles. Because I, I did, I did think <laughs> that the um, the Mavellans. Can I move on to the Mavellans, please? Move on to the Mavellans. Let's talk about the Mavellans. Let's, Let's have some Mavellan love. Let's, 
let's do that. Um, I, I really was taken by how strong they were in terms of like the impact they have visually. Like it, I imagine like casting for it was like a really racist advert. <laughs> like, can we have some dark skinned people who have very skinny legs who look a bit gorgeous? Like it just, it was, it, it was inappropriate. They probably said they probably said coloured people at the time yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it just, yeah, I, I felt like that must have been bad. But the visual impact was quite amazing. Like the the yes. hair and the white outfits and the the way they moved was really impressive. Like I really I felt something in a way that like generally when they kind of paint someone a different colour and whatever, like you just kind of like I'm not buying this like that. That jiffy mm. bag's not doing it for me. But it just... <laughs> that jiffy bag's not doing it. <laughs> but it just really, however maybe offensive it probably was, it, it, it still, it was so wonderfully impactful that I, I was, I was quite, not aghast, but just really a little bit awestruck looking at them. I, I just, I thought that was really nicely done. Their hair all being like that as well. It was just a really nice touch. I was quite impressed with it. And also the fact that I had a lovely um, little um, outtake from Christy, which is, those ones in the in the white have strange penises. <laughs> which was <true>. <laughs> What? What? <laughs> the, the, uh, the outfits kind of came to a point um, between their crotch. Um, so, a sort of tabard. Yes. It's a tabard, isn't it? Yes, it is a tabard. Sort of thing. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, no, that but, um, was that was. I ag- agree with you about their strikingness, and mm. they often dismiss this as being a bit disco and a bit crap. Mm, but okay. I don't think that. No. They originally meant to have helmets, and okay. uh, they originally meant to have helmets, and then they decided, no, well, let's give them these wigs because apparently, what's what are they, what's that wig sort of called? It's, it's not um, cornrows, is it? It does. Well, it looks a bit like cornrows. I can't really remember the top of it, but yeah, I mean, it just yeah, it looks like a braid, braided wig. I remember when you had cornrows hair. My God. Yes, I loved that. So much. Fun. Did you? Did you hate it? Yeah. No, so. not at all. It was just so bold. It was yeah. just so wow. Oh yes, the doctor knows more about the Daleks than anyone. He is an expert in robotics. An absolute genius. You'll be safer here. You will stay. But you're dead. Emission power. Level three. Consciousness will not return for some time. Prepare the Nova device. We must be ready to destroy this planet as soon as we've secured our new objective. could so easily have not been as bold and as strong. Mm, yeah, but, I just um, one of the few times I felt like they they really cracked it with sorting a Doctor Who creature. Like it just was yeah. more interesting. It was not their their standard look. Um and I just don't feel like they've done that much in in the other stories. Like uh yeah, they how, yeah. however they came mm-hmm. about it, I was I was impressed. So yes, thank I also you. thought I also thought they were a good fit for the um, Movellan spaceship, the very, very white spaceship with the pink of the guns. I thought all of that worked really yeah, well. Yeah, they were actually. Yeah, the the whole yes. the Movellan spaceship was actually quite believably done as well in terms of set design. Like I felt like they were in there. It was, yeah, it was quite, yeah. I could I could believe every part of that story, which was fab. 
Well done, yes. then. Yes. Can I stay talking about the Movellan spaceship no, for a moment? No, sorry. Okay. Move on, please. Please tell me. Because apparently, apparently it was it was inspired by the nursery rhyme "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star" because it's like a diamond in the sky, oh. which I kind of think it's a bit naff. It is. But if if it's true, but um, no, what I'm more interested in is when it burrows into the sand, so you only see the top yes, bit of the a pyramid. Yes, nice, clever little thing. Yes. Well, when I did my library master's degree, for I did a library master's degree at Loughborough University. Who didn't, really? Um, just, you know, yes. we all were there. Yeah. yeah. Well, the library, where I had all my lectures and where I never went to the library, even though I was doing a library degree, was based in this building called the Pilkington Library, which is exactly shaped like the Movellan spaceship. Goodness. Um, like a giant pyramid upturned, um, drilled into the ground. Oh. And... Yes, so it was always like, oh, I'm going to the Movellan spaceship today and every day for the duration of that master's. <laughs> and that's where you met but the lovely was... Brian, so you were able to share your Movellan joys. Yes. Yes. Well, a little bit. Okay. But what I did was I, I taught a course there a few years ago, two years ago, oh, yeah. and my first slide was, was from Destiny of the Daleks. <laughs> I oh, told really? them, like, did they know they were in the Movellan spaceship? Oh, fantastic. Because... Because it was created, that Pilkington Library was created in 1981, and I think it was inspired by the Movellan spaceship. Oh, do you think? Now, this is what I, th- this is what I think, but I sold it to the people on the course as fact. That's <laughs> I love what it when I you do. do little lies. You're very good at them. I like them. Because they always make life more fun. They're never dangerous lies. So all the, all the people who work there now think that, whether it's true or not. <laughs> Oh, good. And they'll spread that and it will become fact eventually. Good job. Exactly. That's that's the plan. Good. So on the Mavellans, so, I have a, a, a yes. plot question. So. Plot question. Yes. Are they trying to appear to be humans? Or do they want people to think that or do they just not tell people? Oh, good question. Um... They certainly are covering up the fact that they're robots. Yes. They felt which ashamed. Which is interesting because... Yeah. Because why would they if they were robots? Because they wouldn't worry about it, exactly. would they? Exactly. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And also, then they're, they're really robots bad with at AI. it. Because, like, that main dude <laughs> is just like, he can hear a pin drop from across the room. Like, they're whispering. And he's like, oh, yes, I think we should go and do that. And it's just like, hey, you're just trying to pretend that you're not bloody robotic. And then you suddenly <laughs> act like you've got superhuman hearing. And it just, yeah, I don't know. It was just like... I did like the excuse of, you know, oh, you must not, we, it's our custom, you're not allowed to see us in death. I, I thought know. that was a really good cover-up. I cover like up. that. Like that. Yes, it was a, yes. it's against our code of honour. Yes, that's what this yes. is. Yes, liked it. Good work. Yeah, no, I did. Because um, it just made you feel, obviously knowing now, but not knowing then, just it made you feel a little bit like, hmm, I know there's something about this, but why? And it just, yeah, it was yeah. quite cool. Like that. Um, I'd li- I do love the fact that, Terry Corrin, no, yeah. no. <laughs> Tell me. No, no, I don't want to say. Carry on. I do love the fact that the stalemate is going to be broken by either Davros or the Doctor, because I'd forgotten even that the Doctor was seen as another way of breaking the stalemate, and he oh, was important you? as well as Davros being important, because I knew they were after Davros. Yes, yes. Yeah, see, um, I, with that, the stalemate yeah. idea, like I liked it. I really liked it. Yeah. It was clever. Yeah. And I did, sorry, just back on that. Um, I did love that they, they used Umpass in the same way that Colin Baker did that I complained about in um, 
Mark of the Rani. So yeah, they said impasse instead of impasse, which so obviously I'm wrong. It's weird, right. isn't it? Um, but anyway, maybe there's a BBC BBC way of saying yeah. this. Because <laughs> it's but, definitely impasse. It's not impasse. Is it not? No. It's French, so really it should be. Uh, uh, no, okay, maybe it's an eye with a little hat. Anyway, hello. Um, but that yes. whole idea, I just feel it's odd. <sighs> The only way to break a stalemate is with a robotics expert or with someone who has, like, or just surely any kind of a um, a break in the system, any kind of a, a human element could yeah. break the stalemate. Why does it have to be one of those people? It just doesn't make oh, sense. Oh, that's true. That it has to be. It's because they're there. They're plot convenient, aren't they? They are there on Scarrow. But there's like all those people but... who are like, you know, turfing bricks out. They could just get one of them and just yeah. be like, hey, give me what you would do. Obviously, it would be completely wrong, but for this situation, it's right, so carry on. Like, it just... You're, tr- you're correct. Yes. You're quite correct in this, and that, that had never occurred to me. <laughs> Good. That made you think. I yeah. like that. So, let me ask you what, what you think about um, Lala Ward's first story as Romana. Um, actually, quite shaky. Like in cool. terms of how she kind of owned the role. Um, hmm. I, I just, obviously knowing how confident she becomes in the role and how strong they can be together, I didn't, I found some of their repartee didn't land always. Like, I, yes, they had a kind of a closeness and they could talk to each other in a, a wonderful way, which um, probably was Douglas Adams' um, influence, which is, you know, is fun. But it just, yeah. it felt less cosy and comfortable. I just, it, they hadn't really got that yet. It just, it was not. You know, so it's good. interesting because it's whether Lala Ward decided to do that. Because although this was the first one that that went out of that series, they had actually already recorded Creature from the Pit and City of Death by this point. And City of Death? No way. And City of Death. Oh, yes. my goodness. Yeah. Oh, well, that's just Isn't turned that, that on its head. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. but she but she would have known this was her first story going out, so she would probably thought I can't be too pally with the doctor. Yeah, we, we maybe. we're still getting used to my new body thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Mm. Yeah. No, it just it wasn't. I mean, she was likable. I felt like she ran a lot, and I can see that's why you would have adored this story. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> you know me so well. Running Always keep them running, speed. and I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I felt like she. So oh, there she goes again. She just kind of she trots along, and then there's something very important she needs to do over there. Um, like she wasn't really <laughs> that integral in any way. Like she really was just running back and forth in her boots. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess that didn't occur to me. <laughs> she was quite important in the end, though, with the Nova device stopping Commander Cheryl. I always like that gutsy bit where she has the fight with him. Yeah. And she sits exhausted with the Nova device in her lap. Love that yes. scene. Oh, yes. Popkin. Popkin. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you love <laughs> Tom Baker is much more adept at um, walking down a quarry lump. <laughs> quarry pile of 
goo dust. Yeah. Well, he's um, had a lot of practice, hasn't he? He has. He's been doing it for a long time now, and Lala really hasn't. So she was falling all over the place. No. But not as bad as that Mavellan yeah. dude. That was, no, it was actually the Mavellan lass, wasn't it? The one who gets overpowered when she first starts coming down the quarry. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> and I think they have to cut a line from her because she looks so bad. She's about to fall on her ass. Did enjoy. <laughs> Yes. Something we haven't mentioned about the Rovalans is that um, most of the women were exotic. <laughs> They're exotic actresses, which we all know is code. Code for what? Porn performers. Were they? <laughs> yes. Oh, how do we know oh, that? <laughs> that makes you go, oh. Well, yes. I just feel that Gad got an honest job for a little while. It's like, it's hard to get good work, isn't it? When you're... Yeah, it's Cassandra. One name's, one's named Cassandra. One's called Tawny Sands, which I love. She's called Tawny Sands. <laughs> another one's called Chrissy Hewitt. And another one's called, just called Jules. Oh. I'm just going to call myself Jules. No surname, <laughs> just Jules. Wow. But they did have amazing legs. Like, when you were looking at them, I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, yeah. the amount of paunches that we've seen in Doctor Who and, like, whatever, like, outfit they've got, they just have to make the best of it. Whereas this is one time where they actually made the outfit suit the person quite impressively. Yeah, indeed. Yes. Yes. Um, and, of course, I... Suzanne Danielle is one of the um, ladies-in-waiting in Flash Gordon. I think she's the one that Dale drugs. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. she's the one who, who can't walk down the quarry. So, good. Oh, right, okay. Yes. Good. Um, okay, what, what was the other thing I wanted to Oh, I think we should go to Dress for Success now for that. Dress for Success! Yes! I'm gonna get Oh, we should also mention yes. the sad passing of Marie Fredrickson. Yes. 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 We've said it now. We have. But we'll always play Dress for Success. Exactly. Maybe we'll play all of Dress for Success at the end of this episode as a as a mark of respect. Okay. <laughs> good. <laughs> Maybe we won't. Um, good. So, Dress for Success, I feel like we've really covered... How much we love the Mavellan outfits, to be honest. I feel like we're well, we have there. already, haven't we? Um, what about, um, yeah, give me, I, I'm pretty confident that I know your take on Lala's um, Time Lordy get up. Um, do you love it as much as you always used to? I quite like it. It's not my favourite Romana costume by any okay. means. Um, I just think the fact that it's pink. Yeah actually worked because there's the pink in the Movellan gun and it's kind of it's the right palette for this story yes. but I think making the feet making it such an obvious female equivalent by doing it in pink is a bit much yeah that pissed me off um, yeah yeah okay. do you know what I mean it's like well it doesn't have to be pink yeah. and I, I no, think maybe she often looks better in sort of beigey browns anyway you know so like yeah. in State of Decay so but okay. Yeah, it's striking though. It made a stand out. Yes, and it was just um, nice that you knew that they had really nice outfits made for them. That whole June Hudson story yes. is just fab. You just think, yes. glad for them. They had nice clothes made for them. Well done. Um, I did interview June June Hudson once. Claim to fame. Claim to fame. Wow. Yes, I did. And yes, did you mention heart. any of her wonderful? Was that that kind of been a Doctor Who thing? Was it? No, it was about survivors. Okay. So when I was writing the survivors. But... How did you find the pair of dodgy old jeans <laughs> and jumpers? <laughs> it was a bit like that. 
There was a lot of talk of fun fur. Fun fur fabric, I remember that. Oh, okay. Funny. Yes, the Jenny's coat. Jenny's blue coat. Yes, yes. she did have a lot of fun fur. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's a funny story about June Hudson in Survivors, which I'll briefly tell you. And that is that Pennant Roberts, the director, really, really did not like June Hudson at all. Oh. And How do you think she dislike a costume designer that much? Surely they can't be that... Well, I don't know. She just thought he was a, she was a nonsense person. She, he just didn't like her. And Pennant never slagged anyone off. So I really felt there must be something in it because mm. Pennant was just the nicest guy ever. Mm. And he told me in quite detail how much he didn't like yeah! her. And what, and what happened was that she used to be called June Wilson and then she changed to June Hudson. And what happened was he'd had June Wilson on the first series of Survivors. And then when he came to direct some of the episodes of the second series, he employed this new costume designer called June Hudson, only to discover it was June Wilson. <laughs> he was furious. Oh, funny. It's like, oh, it's her again. Oh, she changed no her way. name. She fooled me. Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. Isn't it good? Oh, it is good. So... And he told you that in confidence and you've kept that to yourself. Then I've now shared <laughs> yeah. it with the world. <laughs> That didn't even go in the survivor. I didn't even go in the survivor's book. Honestly, the stories that I should put in that survivor's book about people having, I don't know, cakes with cocaine in them and all just really? various bad things. <gasps> yeah, lots of and lots of naughty behind between the sheets stuff going on that we Ooh. can never talk about. No, we shall never not. speak of this. I can't cope with that kind of chatter. <laughs> no. Um, what about the trying on all the Romanas section of yes. that? What are you doing here? Regenerating. Do you like it? Regenerating? But what are you talking about regenerating? Only Time Lords regenerate. Look, it's awfully nice to see you, Princess Astra. Romana. But Romana? Ah, shut up, canine. What are you doing in that body? Regenerating. Do you like it? But you can't wear that body. I thought it looked very nice on the princess. Then, but you can't go around wearing copies of bodies. Why not? We're not going back to Atreus, are we? No. Well, then. Well, then go and try another one. Go on. All right. I'm massively distracted by the fact that the first one is wearing Zilda's costume from Robots yes, of Death. Yes, That's... I can't get away from Zilda's outfit. Um, no. And I did. And find... also the booby, the booby woman, the booby woman. It's too much. And this is the bit where he says that she's too tall. Yes. I didn't like that. She said, you can't be too tall. I just, I just, I don't know. I found that no. offensive. I said, oh, you're too tall. Said, Fuck you then. Like, well, I, I really dislike that as well because people actually say that to me and they mean it. So rude. So they actually say you are too tall. I'm like, no, and I know now I'm not. And I'm like, no, I'm just the right height. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and I, I do come back and say that. Yes, good. Because people do really look at me like that sometimes and like you know. Mm. As if I've done something wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could you have tried to not do that, please? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, stop. Stop it. And so, on yeah. this changey outfit scene, can yes. can we clarify? Yes. Do I think we sh we ought? Yeah. Do girl time lords, the lady time lords, do they? No, time ladies. That's their name. Um. Do they? Just change body when they fancy, or do they have a lifespan that is related to their change? Okay, so we've got. I think this is probably one of those things that's been far too discussed by Doctor Who fandom over the years. Oh. So I'll just give you my take on it: is that Douglas Adams was just having fun, right, with the fact that Time Lords could regenerate, and that's yeah. all there is to it, really. Yeah. And uh, but 
I like to think of it is that sometimes perhaps if you're very self-possessed and you're a time lord or a time lady who is very much in control of yourself that you can regenerate and while you're in this regenerative phase you can choose from an, a variety of options I like to think. Uh, yeah I'm comfortable <laughs> kind of with the this... variety of options choice I guess it was just the why did she change what what's the I can't work out what the narrative was for why she changed from because Mary, Mary Tam wasn't coming back. But what was the narr- <laughs> what was the narrative it was just she wanted to. I can't remember what they said. They just. She didn't say. She just said it suited Princess Astra really well. Isn't, okay. Isn't what okay. she said? Yeah. So it wasn't really no. Okay. Okay. Not do. Right. Yeah. I'll leave it there then. Yeah. Um, yes. I did like the line, where um, where they um have a little look around and um the doctor says I wouldn't sleep at night if I didn't know where I'd been. I just thought that was adorable. It was just like. That really yes. is the reason behind every one of their getting into into unnecessary scrapes is just he can't not know he couldn't he couldn't just stay back and just go shit this looks dangerous let's go somewhere else it just he has exactly. to know and it's just it's a really nice way of getting that across which I did enjoy greatly. Oh, something we should have mentioned in Dress for Success was the oh, amount yeah. of costumes from old Doctor Who stories that were in this series in this um, story rather. Was there other robots and not... ones? I felt like there was more tabardy stuff. That there was was... S- SV- SV7's trousers appear at one point. Oh, yes. And um, the silver, silver padded ones. Dask's trousers appear Dask, at one point. I saw black, Dask, black... yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is a Sisterhood of Khan outfit. Is there? there... Orange. Yes. Mm. Yes. There's also a Mentiad, one of those yellow flowing robes from Pirate Planet. That's been my password There's... for bloody ever. <laughs> you can crack my life. With Don't Mentiad. tell people that. <laughs> I've changed it all just now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, there's a Merestrian outfit with a scooped neck at one point as well from Planet of Evil. Oh. Um Yes, lot a draconian as well. At one point, there's a draconian Aww. costume that someone wears. It is quite oh, nice. Honestly, that must... carnival of that, isn't it? It is fun. <laughs> it is, but there's that terrible thing where there's the hostages, and as they're when they're told they can leave because they've been completely dejected and miserable and and sad while they're being killed. And by the way, the doctor lets them die. Too many people die before he stops. But anyway, yes. When they go, when they go off. They're laughing and joking like they're yes. down in the pub. <laughs> oh, it was too much for John. John said, that's just silly. That's <laughs> just silly. He was quite annoyed. Look, they're laughing. Good job, John. <laughs> He's right. Yes. It really is wrong. Yes. yes. He's right. It really is wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they just, yeah, the gravity of what they've apparently been through is, yeah, it is ludicrous. Um I need to yes. question something that happens in a lot of um, Dalek stories that I just kind of, yeah. I'm not quite getting. Get so, they kind of question a little bit. I think um, Lala asks it, like, why do they use humans? And there was part of it was like, oh, they just like to kind of subjugate or something to that hmm. effect. But it's just, being as the whole premise of this story is about the they're so insanely logical and everything would always be about efficiency and about doing things correctly and just without any kind of emotion involved. Why the yeah. fuck do they not just do like she said, like just drill it in like the time it took and just use machines to do it all in half the time? Why is there this insane need to be incredibly inefficient and use human labor when it's of absolutely no benefit? And like, 
subjugation isn't necessarily part of a, a logical plan. I think you're dead right, and I think you've hit a nail on the head. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I can't. I can't defend it. Okay, <laughs> okay so I've got more need, well, logic. More yeah. logic. I need to question. Oh, gosh, I'm scared of all your logic now. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I can't lose track of my threads. I've got threads everywhere in my head. Okay, oh. so, <laughs> um, oh, what was the other logical question? Ah, yes, the doctor says. Um, something about they're no better than um, no better than the Daleks or something like that. He says, um, well, they're robots, so they're they're, all, they're almost no better than the Daleks, kind of thing. Um, yeah. But then I'm just not getting that. So obviously we know, like, initially with a Nova device, they didn't arm it we know that they um are generally quite considerate in their interactions with people like in terms of degrees of nasty they seem a lot nicer and also we don't see a lot of you know death to the movellans you know the movellan master plan like there isn't like a whole load of movellans taken over the world and they haven't and so in terms of degrees of badness the daleks are a bit nastier so if like, if you can get some nice humans and some nasty humans, surely you can get robots that have been programmed to be a little bit less evil. And therefore, yeah. the Movellans are better than the Daleks in that way. Their, their ultimate thing isn't to destroy all of all life. That's not their plan. They Yeah, they want to win. They're probably not, they're not all good and they do do bad shit and whatever. But they're just degrees of badness. They're not all the way down there. Agreed. Good. And I think it'd be really interesting to to delve into the Movellan backstory, like who created these this yes, race of robots? Exactly. Where did they come from? Yeah. yeah. And why are they beautiful? Why are they like the way they are? Yeah. Yeah. It does ask a lot of questions that really would be. They're fun a step to on. They're a step on from the sand miner robots, aren't they? Which are obviously like beautiful robots, but these are actually yeah. androidy absolutely humanoid yes able to so pass i mean did someone develop did someone develop them as sex toys <laughs> that's where your mind goes great and dirty <laughs> sorry <laughs> but yes. they are they are quite yeah they're, they're fascinating and it just yeah it does always make you annoyed that there wasn't more mobellan action as it were and obviously action, yeah. as it were, for you as well. <laughs> you were well after the Mobellan action. Dirty. Um. You know, there's a tiny little sequence in one of the new Doctor Who's, um, was it last series or the series before, where they actually show a tiny segment of the Daleks and Mobellans fighting. Did you see that? No. I think it was, was it in a trailer. Yeah, they actually had the Mobellans briefly come back. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Yes. Yeah, you saw fun. a wig flying off to the side and a pink gun, I think. Anyway. Oh, fun. Yes. Okay. Um, okay, carry on. I haven't got any more questions. I was going to say that I just want to talk about one of the best cliffhangers in the history of Doctor Who, which is the end of episode two, where they find Davros in that room. And I just, oh, I've just, like, oh, I get tingles. Oh, was that huge for you? Huge. I right. was just like, that is so scary. And it was huge for John because he hadn't watched 
Destiny of the Darks for quite a few years, and I think he'd forgotten. And I did, did that thing that I said you were just saying to me. I was like, I was like, what do you think they're looking for, John? <laughs> you obviously can't control it in this story. I know I can't. <laughs> I was too excited. He's like, I don't know. And then he suddenly, he suddenly his eyes lit up, and he suddenly said, Davros. Oh, he was really excited. Gosh. So that was lovely, and he was really excited, and he thought the cliffhanger was terrifying when its hands started to move and the cobwebs he, yeah. he just loved it to bits oh, and i always good. did so didn't you feel that it was a little bit mental that the the route to find davros was so fucking easy like yeah okay they didn't have the plans of floor four or whatever but <laughs> they've got lights set up everywhere they just have a quick wander here he is open a door Bob's your uncle, there's Davros. And it just felt like... I also don't understand why he was marked on a map. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I didn't get. But he was But the biggest thing he I didn't get... Just, it wasn't it just, oh. oh, they're going to that section. They must be looking for No, they said the objective thing. is here, didn't they, at one point? I don't know. Okay. But the bigger problem was that he wasn't in the Khaled bunker. He was underneath the Khaled city. And in the story... Oh, the city and the bunkers, yeah, apart from each other. We're never quite sure where the bunker is, but I don't think it's beneath the Khaled city on floor four. No. So so I'm a bit confused by all of that shenanigans, and they could have been a bit clearer about that. They could have said, oh, this is the old Khaled scientific bunker. Yeah. You know? Why didn't they just put that line in? Yeah. It would have been so easy. Yes, being as they knew. Yeah. I did did think it was... um, it was quite funny that it really was like Daleks having a man look. It was just like, so where do you think Davros is? <laughs> like, well, I had to look in there. There's nothing in there. It's just like, <laughs> you're just like, there's this massive, like, clear open entrance. There's lights everywhere. Just have a wander down. You don't need to go far. You'll find Davros before you even know it. It just, I know that they said they didn't have the map, but it just, it felt really... Um, yeah, it, it was too easy for the Doctor to get there, I found. Hmm. What did you think about the Davros mask? Because it was the same one from Genesis, but it didn't fit this new actor as well. And there's lots of people saying, oh, it doesn't fit well, it's awful, this mask, and it, they should have done something different. And I'm like, I never noticed, because no. he was Davros for me. Right. Did, it, did you notice? Did you think about it? No, I thought he looked just as good. I thought, in terms of the mask, I thought, yeah, yeah that was... Obviously, his yeah. voice was a real struggle. Um... Yeah, it just it wasn't just, as good as Michael Wisher. No, no, you just couldn't really get into it. You just like no, get you get your voice sorted. But um, yeah, in terms of the look of him, no, he was yeah just as good. Didn't he wasn't a problem. So the actor is David Goodison. Is who, he Australian? Um, oh, I don't know. He's in the first episode of Tenko okay. when Colonel Jefferson is finding out whether Singapore's ready for the attack of the Japanese. He goes to this outpost and he meets this major who's terrible at his job called Major Sims, and that's him. Oh, um, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and he brings him up and makes him stand to attention and all that stuff, yes. Mm. So um, that's him, but I don't really know him from anything else. But, okay. Um, he might be, I don't He just know. had a bit of an Aussie twang every now and again. But oh, okay. I liked... Um, there's that moment where he's like, he's fully back in control again, like, and he, he just kind of, he, he whizzes off down the corridor and his head's just shaking from side to side. It was so Oh, I know, he really wobbles. And he's so keen to get down the corridor, he yeah. bumps into the side of the corridor. <laughs> so good. He just actually bumps into the corridor. He's like, I'm going for it now. Yeah. I'm on. 
<laughs> yeah, he's really quite motivated. Yeah. Come, there is much to be done. You must tell me of all the victories the Daleks have won whilst I have slept. And all the defeats. I shall learn from your mistakes. The Daleks shall be made into perfect creatures. They will be invincible. The Daleks will rule the universe. Yeah. I must talk about those tunnels and how still now when I look at any scenes in those tunnels I'm literally terrified because I was when I was a kid just because I thought well why are you wandering around here this is so dangerous there could be a Dalek around any corner you're just wandering around it's so dangerous and also because the Daleks are shot from below which is very clever directorially by Ken Grieve that ah. you, the Daleks seem more threatening because they're all all the cameras are from people must have had really sore backs I don't know if there was steady cam or whatever it was <laughs> But certainly there was loads of shots from below and I'm picturing all these people on the floor shooting the Daleks going past. Right. Really great decision to make them seem more Yeah, they were scared. And I must admit, I did... Yeah, actually, I did jump when... um, Oh, no, it wasn't when the Davros thing. When the Daleks first came out in the end of episode one, that I was like, oh! Fuck, like I'm, I'm watching Destiny of the Daleks, it's not a shock, but I was still like, oh, what's it going <laughs> exactly. It was, yeah, I did find that was quite impressive. Like, they, they really burst out of that wall, and it was, yeah, that was pretty, yeah, that was, I've never really, they've never been my favourite, but they really, yeah, they managed to do a pretty good job with this one. Yeah, I think that too. Good. Um, yes. Um, um, did you think that the music was quite Blake Seven-ish? Yes, I thought this. No, there's so many Blake Seven he feels to this. Oh, really? Because it was like a Blake. It was like a Blake Seven planet as it well. Really, I felt really it really was, was completely a Blake Seven planet. You can imagine Callie whizzing her way down yeah. there and having totally. telepathic thoughts with the natives. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she would. She would. Uh, she would. She wouldn't does she? That stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, then it is in Blake Seven. <laughs> the actual location is in Blake Seven. It's in the story games, but that came after Destiny of the Daleks. Oh. In the fourth series of Blake Seven. Oh, I wouldn't have remembered yeah. that one. That was a lame yeah. season. But um, there was other things that were Blake Seven-y, but I, I can't think what they were. Of course, it's written by Terry Nation, which is also yeah. Yeah, Blake Seven. But but there were some other things that really made me think of it, and I can't for the life of me think what they were now. But I, I did write down very Blake Seven. Um, yes. I have even more Movellan questions. I'm sorry. There's, there's, oh, there's gosh. More. <laughs> They, they posed more questions than they answered. Um, microphone removal is a pretty poor way to deactivate a, a robot, I just think. like They were too easy. Yeah. They were too easy to get rid of in the end, weren't they? It was yeah, quite that was too quick. probic ventish, but like at least you facing them kind of thing. Like it just, it was just like, hey, look over here. Ah, nicked your microphone. And it just, it, it, it was, <laughs> it felt really poor like yeah but yeah. i don't know but i did like the way they kind of yeah. slowly whizzed down that was quite cute but then the main thing i, like I was thinking that. is the um the computer learning side of things like that just seems like a really basic like premise that a computer does take on new data inputs and alters its response accordingly so when he hmm. when the doctor and the um, Mavellan dude like do like the first three 
and then like the doctor knows what sequence the Mervellant's going to do so he can foil him every time and like surely a computer is really clever and can learn and we go okay well I did those first three and therefore he's going to respond like this so I'm going to change it up like it just seemed really odd that computer learning wasn't part of that computer's um, makeup anyway there we go I see yeah I know what you're saying can I tell you about my rock paper scissors moment that was weird let's do that at the annual conference I run every year um, well two or three years ago uh, there was a workshop that I was in run by a really great guy from the States called Matthew Reedsma from Michigan and he invited me to the front um, to take part in rock paper scissors with me um, to show people who didn't know how to play the game because we've got an international audience how to play it because it was part of this thing they were doing at the start of the workshop just to show choices or, or whatever it was and so we, we tried to play rock paper scissors we kept getting exactly the same one and it went about seven or eight times oh, before we actually funny. did something good. It was so weird. They must have thought um, it was scripted. You know. <laughs> yes. And they were like, they weren't convinced at all. And we're like, no, totally. This is just random. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> it was quite God, funny. You guys yeah, were in sync so much. And did you feel I very Mobellanish? Did you feel? I did, and I didn't. I didn't reveal the desperate yeah. Alex feel. Desperate to say something, couldn't say it. To yeah, anyone. desperate. <laughs> but what I love, what I loved about the way when they do the rock paper scissors is, you've got the brilliance of the Doctor and Romana doing it, and behind yes. them, the, just the tableau of it, you've got Cheryl and Agella doing it behind a man and a woman, and yeah. it's a lovely parallel of them doing it. I just think that's so beautifully put together right. that it's yeah, not no, talked it about enough. Good. Yes. yes. Talk about that more. I'll Talk do that about now. it. Let's, let's do that. Remember that time when? <laughs> I did enjoy it. Yes. Ha! You see? You're caught in an impasse of logic. You've discovered the recipe for everlasting peace. Congratulations. I'm terribly pleased. Our objective is victory, Doctor. The destruction of the Dalek fleet. You play with me, huh? Paper. Scissors cuts paper. Stone. Paper wraps stone. Scissors. Stone blunt scissors. Something I must talk about relating to the videotape copy I had was there, there was a problem with one of the episodes towards the end of episode three where it had been edited together badly and it meant that when the doctor's going to the Nova device to rescue Romana from the funnel, the cylinder thing, that yeah. he kind of approached it twice on our edited version. So he kind of sees Romana and he, he gasps and then he rushes forward and then you see him rush forward again. And it really oh. gave it massively more dramatic tension. And oh. I always expect it to be more dramatic than it is because in my version... It was kind of cut together cleverly, so it looked like it was happening again. It was kind of like it was a, it was like, oh my god, I can't get out of this situation. Ah. And it was it was just an accident of editing, which always made it seem more exciting than it turns out to be. But that got removed <laughs> and was not. Well, no, it was just it was just episode three and a repeat of that for episode four. Ah, okay. Yes. Ah, okay. Got it. Yes. So that's what happened, and yes. So it's that thing of. That first copy being important. Yes, it really is. But I was surprised that the cliffhanger ending came in there when it was only at 30 seconds on the clock. I was thinking that was a bit of a surprise because 30 seconds isn't scary. 
Maybe if it was on 10 seconds, you know. Oh, but... right. That Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was surprised about that. Yeah, you see, yes. I was less on board with how many seconds were on the clock because I was watching it on Daily Motion. So I was like, I have no idea what that number is because they reverse it. So it's all <laughs> backwards. I was like, definitely a number. Don't know what the fuck it is. Um, I see. <laughs> see. Um, Did you spot the source manipulator from Keeper of Traken? Oh, the no. thing that Adric and Nyssa build in the TARDIS is the same thing no. that Davros has on his wheelchair, the globe thing. Cute. No, I did not. Yes. But I wish I had. Um, and that Sarah Sutton gave away on Swap Shop. No, did she? Oh, gorgeous. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. No, I just wanted to share another bit of joy from Christy. So after he got a bit excited about the strange penises on the Mavellans, he, <laughs> he got yeah. really excited because about two seconds after he'd spoken about the Mavellans, one of the Daleks said penetration. So he was very, very happy. He was just... <laughs> he was, uh, I like how he's easily pleased. <laughs> and then when the, um, that Mavellan dude, the first um, one to die or not really die, um, when, when, he, when he kind of fell down and did his dying bit and the Dalek got him. Um, yeah, Christy actually cried out. He went, no! And I was like, hug you! He was really invested in the Movellans. He was really, like, upset. It was oh, wow. just utterly adorable. Honestly, I've not seen that oh, emotion from him in anything. <laughs> ever. So, the attachment I think you need to kill him. more Movellans in front of him. I know. <laughs> when you need things to happen. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Um, uh, John had a John had a very important question, hmm. <laughs> which I want you to answer here and now. I said I'd ask you on the podcast. Yes. John wants to know how does Davros go to the toilet? <laughs> oh, I do know the answer. He does. Do you? <laughs> do you? <laughs> He's got a little conversion chamber that. Um, Deposited okay. in tiny little cubes, but it does need changing. So he's probably got a little um, chamber that needs changing. But when he's, when I bet he's... it's ranking that chamber after all those years. <laughs> My lord, can you imagine? It's got a bit clogged. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon like the shittest Dalek has to change that one. He's just like, it's yeah. your job today, Bob. I'm not doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. The Davros commode Dalek. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's one they should devise. That's an important Dalek to have around. But um, John's answer, and I quote, was, I think it spurts out through the balls. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So I don't like that. that. John also wondered why Tyson became more northern in the final episode. He's very southern to begin with. I hadn't noticed. And he becomes quite northern. Okay. Is he actually northern? (laughs) Don't know. Okay. <laughs> don't know. What do I know him from apart from this? Don't know. <laughs> what F you then? I don't know anything about him. Do you not? I, I like know. know. He's called Tim Barlow, but I don't know anything about him really. Okay. Other than the fact that he was deaf and he ran a deaf acting school and stuff. Yes. Oh. Yes. So there you go. Oh my God, is he still alive? Is he? My yes. God. Born in 1936. And he's from Blackpool. Wow, he's doing well. So, yes, he is northern. You are right. And John is right. Yeah, that's good. See? Um, I've written down Big Ron. 
you remember Big Ron in EastEnders? From EastEnders, the big yes. Ho- yes, I do. Yeah. Did you see the moment when he broke into the Movellan spaceship and started throwing Movellans around? (laughs) No, I didn't! Yes! In a massive toga, because they probably couldn't fit him in anything else. He just comes in in a massive toga and starts throwing Movellans around. I was like, it's Big Ron! funny. Yes, it definitely, yeah, I see that now. Um... Mm. Yes, so what else do I have? I've got nothing. I've got nothing. I liked Scaro. I don't think I've talked about it. Even though I didn't like the quality of the first video we watched, with me, which made me hate the kind of desperateness of Scaro, the, the way they, um, I don't know where it was, um, but the kind of mainly derelictness of that area and the quarry, it was a good quarry. It just, I thought it worked quite well. I believed all of um, that being Scaro. It was close enough to mm. the Genesis Scaro that it felt real. It had, it, yeah, the industrialness of it and the, the how derelict it all was. Just, it, you could see that there had been a bit of civilization there and it was really long gone. So I just think it was, it worked really well. Well, it was um, Dorset again. So oh. it's, it's mother, it's mother country. Yes. Right. <laughs> Just a few miles from Mother. It's near Swanage. Oh. Yes. Do we yes. know what the works uh, were, whatever buildings they were? No, but I think it's the Windspit Quarry. Okay. But we parked up by it a few years ago just to see whether we could get access to this really dangerous area. And it was all, it was now owned by someone who was doing some digging <laughs> digging he, he had a spade it, it was, was owned by someone who did some, yeah they had spades there was a sign good <laughs> yes you can't come to Scaro was the, was the main theme <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a better sign than the one I bet he had yeah no, Scaro not available here um yes so I also wrote down Egypto Disco <laughs> Oh, yes, the eye makeup. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty. Egypto disco, yeah. which is also no, it's, good. It's, a, it's a, a, a subset of disco that hasn't been investigated yeah. enough. But yeah, it is. I, I also wrote down Spack Off, which Tom Baker says at one point, now Spack Off, <laughs> which is a rude swear word. <laughs> don't, tell people, don't tell people to Spack Off. <laughs> did you tell people to Spack <laughs> Off? It's when the Daleks come in, come towards him and Davros when he's holding the bomb and he gets a bit too excited and he actually says, now, spack off! <laughs> <laughs> Playing it in oh, yeah. now. Oh. Now, tell them what I've got here. He is holding a primed explosive device. And one false move and it goes right down inside his chair. I'll turn Davros and his life support system into scrap metal. Now, spack off! We obey only Davros! He is simply buying time. Do as he says. Do as he says. <laughs> Talk to me. Take you where? Take, take <laughs> yeah. me back to that place of letting all the people die. Tell, do you yes. give me more about what you think should have happened? I think the doctor should have intervened earlier. He's just standing watching people getting killed. I mean, I know they all look a bit drab, the people are getting killed, but that's no excuse. <laughs> they could have made more of an effort, couldn't they? Yes. But none of them plead. No. And that's the problem, though, is because they're kind of all, like, useless of, like, drones. And yet, as soon as they're released, they suddenly become all animated. It's insane. Did Destiny of the Darks make it into my original quiz or not? 
What original quiz? Oh, <laughs> the original quiz. <laughs> I'm trying to forget about it. Because a few people died. <laughs> okay. Well, loads of people died. Didn't they? Lots of people died. More than yeah. more than the three of Ark in Space. What the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> right, Mr. Researcher yeah. Turd. Um, <laughs> right, well, another I think. thing, another thing, what? another thing. Tell me about the other thing, the other thing. Again, with the the doctor being a bit deathy. Um, yeah. Was he actually was really joyful when he blew up the Daleks? Like he was really quite happy at that point. Good. Yeah, but like that's not. I don't know. That's against his normal. Yes, it is. It's naughty. Being. Don't yeah. don't cheer don't. when there's explosions. <laughs> John was very pleased with the explosions. He he has a very strong awareness of how important those explosions were, in that they were solid explosions. He was impressed. Oh, good. He likes a strong explosion. That yeah, one. the first episode explosions were good. Like they yeah, were... but also in the end when yeah. they, there's quite bomby ones later. On quite bomby well. ones. Those ones. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I would like you to sum up how you feel about Destiny of the Daleks. I shall. Um, I've had a better experience. The time of time. my life. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry. Can you dance as well? Um, no. A better experience this time than my original viewing. I like a lot more about it than I thought I did. Um, the Movellans are amazing. We need more Movellans in our life. Um, yeah, Tom's always brilliant, but he was actually, he wasn't the centre of this. He was, I guess no. the Movellans made him the centre. They made him really important, but I did feel like a lot happened that didn't need him, that the Movellans were a strong force in themselves. Lala was quite good at running. Like we didn't always need him <laughs> to keep stuff going. Which was nice. Um, yeah. yeah, it was better than expected. It was a joy. It it's certainly not like a, a favourite, but it's it's a good it it stopped Christy doing his Sudoku. So like that Wow. That is now right intense. there is a commendation, isn't it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Gosh. So yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. yeah. So good. So I'd come back with good. good. I would say it's it's a good. Um, it's not one of my favourite Tom Bakers, but it's certainly up there as a good rollicky romp. There's a lot yes. going on. Yeah. There's a lot to recommend it. Um, yeah. So I am. Um, I'm very very pleased with it overall. <laughs> I think it's probably a. I think it's probably a, an A minus okay. or maybe a B plus, depending on what mood I'm in. Depends how much theatre I've put up. Yes, for exactly. <laughs> Because yeah, episode one, I really thought was good and really mm. good tension it was. and really quite exciting and mysterious. Yeah. But um, yeah, I thought it was it was very solid, a good good solid piece of who. Yes, I'm with so, you. Yes. Good, yeah, solid good. who. Agreed. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. So we have. Tyson, is that what they call him? <laughs> yes, well done. Um, Good work. <laughs> we have Davros. Davros. Was he, yeah. <laughs> well he was he was in it. Got the name right. Um, 
Main Marillion Man. Commander Sharrell. Yes. yes. And no more Marillions deserve getting in, I don't think. Well, um, not even Cassandra. No. <laughs> or what was she called? Chrissy Hewitt. No, my favourite one. What was Tawny, she Tawny Sands. Tawny, Tawny Sands. <laughs> I want to really desperate to do a search on Tawny Sands on Google, but it's probably not the sort of search. Yeah. <laughs> No, definitely warn Marisa beforehand, just in case. No, I'm um, going to do a search on her now. <laughs> she's not. See so what we get. You're dirty. Is there anyone else <laughs> in the Hall of Fame? I'm just doing research for Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who else is there? There's got to be someone. Well, can't we have a Gala? She doesn't really do enough, does no, she? No, she doesn't do anything. Um, which she would have I been think we there. just have three. No, that's unacceptable. Um, oh, God, there is no one else. Shit. Tawny Sands. Is it fair to pitch... I think it's a book. It's a book. Yeah, but obviously that's what inspired her, her name. Yeah. A violet wind sphere. Um, right. Um, but no, is it fair to have Davros pitted against Tyson. I just don't feel like that is a fair fight because they have they have such a different part to play in the role of in the world of Doctor Who. Like since when have we ever, ever worried about the Hall of Fame being fair? Well we've never we've never had a regular character in the Hall of Fame before, have we? Well he's not a regular character, is he's he? Very thick and regular. Later on he is, I suppose. No, I think if we don't have him, it's just going to be a two-horse race between Tyson and Shirell. Shirell, as I like to call him. Welcome to the world of Commander Shirell. <laughs> Sorry. Good. 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 Yes. I shall do what I always do and just decide what to do myself. Okay. <laughs> Looking forward Rude. to it. Yeah. Well, I'll forget to vote. Um, oh gosh! Again, <laughs> again. <laughs> I did last time. Sorry. I know. Um, <laughs> how do you check who votes? <laughs> no, I can't check who votes, but I just assumed you hadn't. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, what are we doing next? Tell me. Tell me. It really depends on where it falls in terms of whether this is the season twenty-five vote thing that we talked about last time or whether it's after that and that's already happened, or whether we've had a special secret ep- extra episode with Brian. It depends on too many things to know. <laughs> so many exciting things going on in our lives. This is amazing. This I'm is just... the core, though, isn't yeah. it? The podcast oh, is the core of the happiness. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah, just... Wow. We've so... talked for a long, old time, mainly about my family. We have. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> I do think it was the Movellans episode. Really. It was, but yeah, they were the stars. Uh, we need to bring them yeah. back. Um, they are necessary. They're better. Yeah. And actually, I really enjoyed that. And if they did just not have a Dalek episode, but just had a Movellan episode, that would be really good for next season. If you can make that. And if Tawny Sands wants to get in touch, <laughs> only if she's still got good pins. We don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> That's rude. Yes. Um, right. <laughs> well, I will. Um, I will speak to you at some point soon. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.
In the next episode of World Enough in Time, we will indeed be reviewing a story from Season 25. Please let us know which story you think we should choose and why by sending a tweet to at WorldEnoughPod. Thank you. Relatively speaking, yes. It's 25 years since I first visited your planet. Well, what do you reckon? Things more peaceful? Quieter? Calmer now? Wow. Ah! The devil is here. I'll pull the automobile over. There's some people there who could use a lift. War is hell. Weirdos. You can tell them at a glance, you know. I give you the fourth right. What a Dalek was underdeveloped with vestigial limbs and sensory organs almost negro. Enough! You have said enough! I shall make my deal with the powers that be, whoever they be! Twenty-five years? Yes. Time for a rest. Time to get started. Come on, Ace. Listen to the sound of the moon boot, moon boot. Listen to the sound of the moon boot, moon boot. <laughs>